The Parents Show on Mix 92.6. Sponsored by Raiden Solicitors, award-winning specialist family lawyers. See RaidenSolicitors.co.uk. Hello and welcome to The Parents Show on Mix 92.6. I'm Lydia Elcourie. And I'm Neil Roger. So on tonight's show, we're going to deal with a sensitive topic and one that might be disturbing to some parents. But as always on the parents show, we feel we need to bring you all the information that's out there so you can make the best decisions possible and bring the best people to you to talk about all sorts of issues that relate to parenting. So on tonight's show, we've got Claire Howard, who is a family lawyer with Raiden Solicitors, and we're going to talk about the removal of parental responsibility. Claire, thanks a million for joining us on The Parents Show this evening. Hi, thanks for having me. Now, I think we might all have an idea of what this is, but can you describe what exactly parental responsibility is for us, please, Claire? Yes, I think understanding the concept of parental responsibility before any discussion surrounding whether it can be removed is important. Parental responsibility effectively allows the parents the ability to make decisions for their children. So on the most part, it's your day-to-day decisions, bedtimes, clothes, food, activities. Larger decisions such as medical decisions, education, religion should be made equally between both parents with the parental responsibility. It will always be ongoing during the children's minority. So it's not the case where there's often a misconception that it switches between handovers for separated parents. Both parents will always maintain it. It's also not the case that one parent's parental responsibility is more important than the other. It's automatically equal. So in utilising the parental responsibility, it's sensible that both parents allow the other parent to parent and make day-to-day decisions. It's usually the bigger decisions that can sometimes create more of a problem. Thanks, Claire. How is parental responsibility acquired? How does one parent obtain it or how is it divided out? How does that side of it work? A birth mother has automatic parental responsibility. A married father, so if the father is married to the mother who gave birth, they will also have automatic parental responsibility for that child. If the parents aren't married and the child is born after the 1st of December 2003 and he's named on the birth certificate, then that's also automatic parental responsibility. I won't go into too much detail today, but there are other methods of acquiring it. So a father, perhaps who isn't named on the birth certificate, could make an application either by agreement or with the mother or through court. A step-parent could enter into a step-parent parental responsibility agreement with consent of both parties, or sometimes a party with who the child or children lives with could also make an application to court for parental responsibility. But generally speaking, the most common ways of acquiring it are birth by the mother, marriage to the father, or being named on the birth certificate for the father. Can I bring you back a little bit, Claire? You said about decisions, the big decisions. Mm. So can you kind of give us a few concrete examples of what would constitute a big decision? What's something that you really don't need to kind of, you know, have a joint decision over? So in a scenario, perhaps, where the parents are separated, a day-to-day decision would be what the child may have for breakfast. It could be what clothes they're going to wear that day. A larger decision would be which school the child attends. It could be deciding on which religion they may operate under. It could be that if a serious medical decision needed to be made, say an operation, 
that those larger decisions should be made between both parties. It can also be if one parent is wanting to change the child's name, that would also need both parties' consent. Okay, that gives us a great idea of what it, what it means in concrete terms, because I'm sure there's a, it's very easy to get stuck in the mud mm. there a little bit about what constitutes a big decision and whatnot. So now let's get down to the, the nuts and bolts of it. Why might a parent seek to remove parental responsibility from the other parent? I think there's three common reasons why parties might seek to remove parental responsibility. The first is that in some occasions, the party paying child maintenance may wish to avoid doing so, or that party is not involved in the child's life. If it's the case in a scenario, perhaps where it's the father, that paternity is called into question, then that's a different issue. If it's the case that that parent is biologically linked to the child, then parental responsibility cannot be removed by agreement unless in adoption proceedings. The second reason why parties may wish to remove parental responsibility is that they have separated and they no longer wish to rely upon the other party's consent for bigger decisions, particularly if they've got a parent who's uncooperative with them. Parental responsibility ensures that both parents have input into the children's lives, so it can never be a matter of removing parental responsibility for convenience. The court will always prioritise an agreement or an arrangement in which both parties are involved with the children, provided it's safe to do so. The court's primary position is that the welfare of the child or children is paramount, and therefore it can be a balancing act in some cases as to whether involving the parent is more or less likely to be in that child's interest. The third reason is for serious safeguarding of the parent and or child or children. In those circumstances, the removal of parental responsibility is incredibly rare and difficult, and it's only been achieved in a handful of cases. The theme in those cases is that the behaviour of the parent for whom parental responsibility may be being removed is that it has to be extreme and life-threatening. And in those circumstances, it requires the removal of parental responsibility to protect the child and the family from serious emotional and physical harm. If there's no such history of that level to the case, then it's very unlikely that parental responsibility could be removed. Thanks, Claire. That's really interesting. So when you talk about parental responsibility being removed, the reasons for it make loads of sense. How does that actually happen? What is that process? And then also, how is that enforced afterwards? So the only case law that currently exists in relating to removing parental responsibility exists for removing it from fathers. In that scenario, if an application were raised to the court for removing a father's parental responsibility and working on the assumption in this scenario that the behaviour is extreme enough to warrant it, parental responsibility can be removed from the father if it was acquired by virtue of being named on the birth certificate. If parental responsibility was acquired by virtue of marriage to the mother, it cannot be removed. The case law is there that it can only be removed on account of being named on the birth certificate. There's no case law at the moment for removing parental responsibility for the mother. But my view is that where parental responsibility is acquired for mothers on birth, my suspicions are that it would also follow that it can't be removed. However, in the event that the behaviour warranted the removal of parental responsibility, but either parent acquired it through birth or through marriage, 
then what the court does have the power to do is make what's called a prohibited steps order in Children Act proceedings to limit that parent's use of parental responsibility and rendering it virtually unusable. So whilst the terminology is different, the day-to-day usage of the parental responsibility would be broadly similar. It would therefore be sensible, I think, without going into mechanics in too much detail, to consider how parental responsibility was acquired and before making an application to remove parental responsibility, consider whether that's the appropriate application or a prohibited steps order application or potentially both. So the court's got the power to go down whichever route is appropriate at that stage. So it sounds like very serious situations Mm would have to be involved for parental responsibility to be removed, really. It's not something to be taken lightly. Mm-hmm. And Claire, can you help us understand? So was I right in understanding that birth mothers very rarely have parental responsibility removed? Mm. There's no reported cases of that scenario where a mother's parental responsibility is removed on behaviour. It's not to say that there are cases which have happened which haven't been reported. And as before, it could be in adoption proceedings that parental responsibility can be removed. But in terms of a father scenario seeking parental responsibility to be removed from the mother, there's no reported case law. And so my suspicions would be in that sort of application, it would likely be a application for a prohibited steps order to limit the use of parental responsibility. Claire, right. So being an optimist, you know, people Mm -hmm. change, circumstances Mm -hmm change sometimes so if someone had had their parental responsibility removed can it be reinstated under any circumstances you know is there ways that things can be reviewed and people can get that back once it's removed there is potentially provision to apply for a parental responsibility order so where we discussed earlier that it is a way of acquiring parental responsibility it could be the case that one parent could raise an application to effectively ask for it back. There would have to be a extreme change in circumstances. And I think it would highly depend on the level of behavior. If we're talking about the level of behavior that warrants removing it of that seriousness, it's unlikely that it would succeed, but the application could exist. There's also with those sort of applications, normally what's called a barring order attached, which limits the parent with whom the parental responsibility has been removed from bringing fresh applications to court without the court's permission. But it could be that if they had a persuasive application, that permission could be granted. It's also possible that if such order was made, that there could be leave to appeal. That would be time barred and again, entirely dependent on the case. But there are potentially applications that could be made, depending on whether the behaviour has or is able to be remedied. And Claire, um, so I'm trying to imagine situations. So if Mm. a parent is listening to this and there is either and their estranged partner or former partner ex husband or wife are listening and there is behavior that they're really concerned about, how do they know if it kind of passes the threshold into removal of parental responsibility? Because it sounds like such a serious thing to do. And it also sounds like it's a little bit finite. Mm. Um, it, it, It you know, it sounds like it's hard to remove, so not something to be taken lightly by anybody. What red flags should they be looking for and what steps should they take if they see red flags? I would say where it's where there's only been a handful of cases at the moment that have been reported, there is no set bar of behaviour. And 
the level of abuse is always an entirely subjective matter and case dependent. So if there's a parent who feels that their case could be appropriate for either removal of parental responsibility or even prohibited steps order, depending on the facts of the case, then the sensible thing to do would be to take legal advice on the merits of whether or not there could be success in such application. What I don't want to do today is dismiss or discourage any parent that feel this might be a relevant application because ultimately abuse takes many different forms and again, it's entirely subjective. So I would say it would be sensible if the red flags are starting to be raised to take legal advice as to the appropriate method and route for their particular case. So if your instinct is telling you mm. that you feel that there's a case for any kind of abuse, mm. get legal advice first Absolutely. and foremost. Yeah, You've given us some real gems, Claire, and thank you very much for that. So Claire, thanks a million for joining us on The Parents Show this evening. It's been really, really valuable for our listeners to, to get your advice and hear for your expertise. Thank you. It's, it's been lovely talking to you both. Thanks very much, Claire. 